0: Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin. This episode is the preview for the Cleveland Browns Monday night game against the Baltimore Ravens. A lot to talk about in this game. Uh, a lot of playoff seedings, like last week, uh, revenge game from week one, Prime primetime football. Love it. So, I hope you stick around. So, the Cleveland Browns. The 9-3 and three Cleveland Browns take on the Baltimore Ravens, who are fighting for, basically, their playoff lives. I believe they're 7-5, seven, seven and five? yeah. You know, they're coming off of a win against the Cowboys, where they basically just ran all over them, just like the Browns did. Um, you know, really wasn't much of a surprise. And then the Browns are obviously coming off of their dominating win against the Tennessee Titans. Um, I mean, because, let's be for real. That record, or that, not the record, but the, the score at the end of the game really didn't do the game its service, you know what I mean? The Browns were in control the entire time, so it it really wasn't anything. But Monday Night Football, Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens. It's one of those games where, you know, I think when the schedule came out, we'd be like, oh, hey, this is going to be a fun game, you know, hopefully, you know, the Browns could keep it close and, and be competitive. Um, Hopefully, if they lose, you know, it, it doesn't cost them a playoff spot now it's it's completely the opposite you know it's it's hey the Browns are gonna win this game and, and they could potentially clinch a playoff spot um man that's crazy this thing that's crazy to say in week what 13-14 that the Browns can clinch a playoff spot this early they have a 9-3 and record I mean just man what a year what a crazy twenty twenty for for the Cleveland Brown I mean for everybody, but for the Cleveland Browns specifically. Um but just talking about this game a little bit. You know, the the obvious question is, you know, can the Browns stop the running game? Like they did last week. Um but obviously the Ravens they run the ball way differently, you know, they're everything's kinda of based off of uh, Lamar Jackson zone read type of a thing, you know, the threat of Lamar Jackson breaking one like he did last week against the Colts or uh, the Cowboys, um, I mean, it's always a threat, you know, you kind of want Lamar Jackson to, um, to beat you with his arm, which is kind of, I mean, you know, he's, he's not a terrible passer either, um, he just looks a little off this year, um, and even that's a, a, you know... I mean you, you don't really want him to beat you with his with his arm anyway because he's 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 a good passer, you know what I mean? Like people are going to say, "Oh yeah, he's, he's inconsistent." Well, yeah, he's inconsistent, but you know, he still has a, you know a killer arm. Um he can still make you know most of the throws and how the offense is set up, it's it's set off to where you know he can make you know it a, a, an eight to 10 yard throw. You know what? With these, and then kind of use, you know the this space that it kind of how how they kind of scheme it up to to get people in space and get a lot of yak yards. Um, but like I said, the Browns' uh, strategy on, on defense should be, you know, force Lamar Jackson to to throw the ball, whether it's to, you know uh Hollywood Brown or or Willie Sneed or, you know, um Boinkins who had a touchdown last week. You know, it's 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 gotta be one of those guys. Um I think Mark Andrews is still not gonna play. Um I think he's still on IR or the, the COVID list. Um and that's the other thing too, you know, the the threat of okay if nothing's open while passing, Lamar Jackson can run is is still extremely a scary, annoying, kind of all of the above. You know where, you know you could have everything covered and you get pressure on him, but he could slip ra slip away out of the pocket and run for a first down um, on third and long. And obviously that happened last week. I mean that's kind of the Lamar Jackson mo. You know, it's it's it could get it could be a very annoying game, but it starts with stopping them at the line of scrimmage, whether it's Gus Edwards, whether it's J. K. Dobbins, whether it's Mark uh Mark Ingram, uh, and and Lamar Jackson. You know, their their offensive line is completely depleted. Going into this year, they lost Marshall Yonda who retired. I mean he's a Hall of Fame guard. Then you have um you you, you end up losing your left tackle in, in Ronnie Stanley who's you know a Pro Bowl type player. Um You know, inside they're they're not as great. Um, You know, they they've kind of shuffled around their offensive line. I think Zeke Jr. is playing left tackle now. He started at right tackle. Uh, DJ Fluker, the veteran, is at right tackle. Um, They have a rookie at right guard, I believe. So I mean, this this um this offensive line for the Baltimore Ravens, it's. I mean it's on paper it's not really that it's not that good. Um it's definitely not as good as they were week one when the Browns played them. But that week one matchup was I mean, that was a weird game. It was basically a mulligan, I believe. Um, you know, just one of those things where you have a team like the Browns who never really played with each other against a team like the um like the Ravens who've been in the same type of system, they know each other, you know, without an off season, You know, it's just one of those things. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think week one was a mulligan, and I really don't expect Lamar Jackson to be able to throw for close to 300 yards, you know, multiple touchdowns, um, even if Denzel Ward doesn't play, and obviously, you know, that's a giant question. It's weird because he hasn't practiced, but it seems like St- Kevin Stefanski is pretty, um, you know, he's he's pretty adamant that if, you know, if need be, Denzel Ward could play. I um, also don't really know how much practice time Ward even needs. I mean, he's just one of those, you know, elite corners where, you know, as long as he's, like, conditioned good and, and he's feeling good, he, I feel like he could play without, you know, practicing that much. Um, but, you know, it could it's gonna be a tall task for for Kevin Johnson and um and Terrence Mitchell. I mean, those guys they need to step up from their I mean, they haven't really had two great weeks, uh, especially Kevin Johnson on you know, on the outside more. Uh you know, Corey Davis and A. J. Brown kinda of ran down the field a lot last week. I mean, Corey Davis had what, eleven catches, a hundred and eighty something yards. I mean he was eleven of twelve on targets. I mean it was uh it was a long day for the Browns secondary, which kind of let that I don't want to say Tennessee back into the game, but it kind of made the score a lot closer than it really was. Um, but obviously, and and obviously the the safety play, you know, you know, no Ronnie Harrison, so that means Carl Joseph, who's not great in the coverage, but he's good in the run coverage. Um, Twenty three, you know, has to continue to play pretty good games. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but he. He, these put together two straight, solid games. Um, They they have uh, Thompson, who they claimed off of waivers. Hopefully he'll play. Um, You know he's part of this same type of scheme in Seattle when he was with them. Then he was with the Chiefs. uh, The you know earlier in the year. So, you know we will see. I'm sure he'll get some run along with Redwine, but I mean those receivers in in that the Ravens have they don't really scare me what scares me is the running game obviously they're number one in the run game the browser number two but it's the run game and just like the the threats of a lot of different talented runners uh J.K. Dobbins I mean if you're an Ohio State fan Big Ten fan you know how good J.K. Dobbins is you know you know how dynamic Lamar Jackson is um Mark Ingram is still I mean he's kind of getting up there for a running back but you know he's still a solid power back if need be, and and however they scheme it, you know Gus Edwards. is I mean he he tends to kind of break some long runs. Uh, you know last week he had over 100 yards on like seven carries. So obviously the Cowboys defense is awful and it's atrocious against a run. So I guess we could take those the, those types of stats with a grain of salt. But the Browns did the same thing with. Um uh, obviously Nick Chubb for what a quarter, Cream Hunt, who was banged up, and then Deonis Johnson, who had almost 100 yards. So that's just kind of one of those things where, um, yeah, you just got to stop the run. I mean, that's so key. That is so key for this game. Because um, on the opposite end, I believe the Browns can run the ball against the Ravens' defense. I mean, the Ravens' defense gave up. I think they're giving up, like, 4.4 yards per carry, I think, on the year. Um, Obviously, they're giving up, like, a little bit over 100, but I don't think it's, like, that crazy. I think they rank, like, you know, just middle of the road when it comes to rush defense. Um, But Zeke averaged close to five, I believe, last week. And you don't really know who's who's really going to play. Um, A lot of those guys are coming back off of the COVID list uh maybe they're on like a snap count or, or whatever you know you know Clay's Campbell's kind of getting up there even though he's a really talented player Brandon Williams is a nose tackle um obviously uh the dude they got from Minnesota uh I can't think of his name fuck but obviously he is from Jacksonville went went to Minnesota they traded it Minnesota traded him to Baltimore um, he's, he's somebody who is a really talented pass rusher. Um, but really it's, I mean, it's, you know, you could attack those linebackers, you know, they're extremely young, Patrick Queen, um, Malik Harrison, you know, those, are, those guys are rookies and outside of, you know, outside of that, I think, you know, the, the Browns could, if they, if they can get to the second level, um, they could have a ton of success, you know, just kind of maintaining uh, time of possession, maintaining um, all that type of stuff. So, yeah. Browns running game, I think it could have a really big day. Now, obviously the passing game, Baker had his best game as a pro, I believe, last week against Tennessee. You know, can they throw consistently on a Ravens secondary who's, I mean, they're extremely aggressive. You know, Marcus Peters, um, 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 Humphrey's really good but I think like going into this game obviously the Browns are a little bit more uh, comfortable with each other in the passing game they have a lot of chemistry but it's also the you know as a total the Browns game the passing game is really really good but the individual pieces they, they don't really blow you away right you know Jarvis Landry you know obviously he's a he's a pro bowl talent and Really, on paper, he's would be your only threat. But the, when you kind of add everybody in, you add him in. You add uh, Diamond Peoples-Jones in as, as a deep threat. You add Higgins as, you know, Baker's security blanket. You know, you still have Austin Hooper. You still have David Joku who scored a touchdown in the first meeting. Uh, Harrison Bryant. And then, obviously, you know, incorporating Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt into the passing game like they have been with screens, which I think is is another key thing that I don't think a lot of people really realize that was lacking in this offense early on in the season you know just getting creative in getting Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt the ball into open space you know that's that's huge and those are little confident boosting throws for Baker you know what I mean so though that's key and I think because the Browns really don't have that one guy. I mean, I guess Jarvis Landry is that one guy. You know, obviously they also claimed a, a receiver, um, I think Mel- Marvin, Melvin Hall, uh, um, from the Lions, who's notoriously just a deep threat guy. Um. I Again, just somebody, that, I mean, if he could be our Brashard Perriman from, you know, Baker's rookie year, you know, just to kind of take the top off o- over the defense, you know, maybe run, indiv- you know, shorter or don't be on the field a lot but when you do it's he's going to just run i'm i'm all for that uh cuz i really think you know losing odell was one of the obviously losing a generational generational talent uh receiver was i mean awful but losing somebody who can take the top off, off over the defense it i mean it's just kind of it's just another threat and hall can do that Obviously, we don't know if Kiddo Hodge will play. Um, He's another one where it's kind of up in the air, Um, along with uh, Wyatt Teller. You know, he was, I guess, near somebody who had COVID, so he was put on the COVID list. But it seems like it's all good when it comes to him. Um, Because, again, the Browns are going to need their A front line, you know, starting for this game because again, the Ravens are no slouch, you know, but they do, they just seem off, they just seem off, and that's, it's just weird, because they're just not the Ravens of last year, it seems like every few years, the, you know, the John Harville led teams, they kind of go through this, like, identity crisis, where they're, like, really good, and then they're, like, good, but, like, they don't know who they are, then it seems like, you know, the Offensive coordinator, the offense kind of gets stale. Uh, We've seen this over the years with with Joe Flacco. um, You know, with the number of guys that they brought in as you know offensive coordinators, whether whether it was like you know uh, Cam Cameron, I think was an offensive coordinator at one point, Mark Trestman, uh, Gary Kubiak, you know those types of guys. Who I mean, it was just a rotating list of offensive coordinators, and you know now you know Greg Roman it seems like teams I don't want to say figured them out but it seems like you know you could only do <clears throat> so much with with the limited you know wide receivers that they have um but also at the same time you want to try to run the ball a lot but you but you also have to build around Lamar Jackson's skill set which is It's just interesting, and he just, everybody seems off this year, which is why, you know, I think, you know, that week one game was an anomaly. I mean, it was a mulligan, you know, no preseason, really no training camp. The Browns looked awful. But I think going in this game, it's totally different. The Browns have an identity. They know what they're doing. They're, as of right now, as of Friday afternoon, they're, they're healthy for the most part. Um, and I think, I mean, they're 6-0 in, in, in one possession games. They know how to win the close game, um, even though they've kind of forced a couple of those wins on themselves because, of they, uh, because they can't put teams away. But they know how to win. And that's, that's I mean, that's, that's what you want in a team. It's a big game, you know. There's gonna be fans at at Cleveland Brown Stadium, for Century Stadium, whatever you want to call it. Um, Monday night, the atmosphere, the playoff atmosphere, with twelve thousand fans. It's uh it's it's exciting, and you know, I I got the Browns winning this game. I, you know, in the Browns roundtable, I said I had them going four zero, and somehow getting that AFC North title. Um, maybe I was drinking a little bit more, a little bit of the the Kool Aid, but. You know, I'm just excited for this team. And, and I realistically think that this could happen. You know, looking at Pittsburgh's schedule, you know, if they, they play three really tough teams, they play Buffalo Sunday night, they play the Colts week 16, and then the Browns week 17. The Browns do what they do. They win their games. If Pittsburgh loses two out of those three that last week, is for the AFC North. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I don't think anybody had us had us doing that. But it starts this week. It starts with going one this week against the Baltimore Ravens. I have the Browns winning. Um I think it's one of those games where, you know, it's <laughs> I don't I don't wanna say, you know, the Browns I, I I feel like it could be like a Tennessee type game where the Browns just come out and they handle business. Um and then at late it could, you know, the, the, the Ravens make it a one-possession game or something, and the Browns have to, like, recover an onside kick or something. You know, it's just, you know, one of those things. But I think for the most part, the Browns dominate this game uh, with their running game, you know, with their timely passing game. Um, you know, like I said, I'm I am confident that Baker Mayfield is going to not turn the ball over. And that's on him. As you know, growing as a player, that's on Coach Stefanski for, you know, being smart and coaching him up, and you know, scheming guys open. But I also just trust Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to to get it done. You know, when, when they when it needs to be done. You know what I mean? So, I have the Browns winning. Like I kept saying, yeah, Browns win go 1-0 this week clinch 10 wins 10-3 and on the season let's 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 go let's do it it's it's right in front of us you know we'll need some help by from buffalo we'll need some help help by the colts um because i don't think pittsburgh is gonna lose to the Bengals, but i guess you never know um but yeah let's let's do this let's let's track the world and uh I think that'll do it for this episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin. You can follow me on Twitter at C L E. That's Caitlin, katelan Knows K-N-O-W-S-C-L-E. And I will see you in the next episode.